invisible. You're invisible. <laughs> oh, oh man, the camera got me. <laughs> Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Jerron. This is Isabella. This is Andy. This is Luke. This is Regine. That's right. And coming up in this episode of Intern Whisper Live, uh, we're going to be talking about Regine. She's going to be here. She is the founder of the RB Advisory, which is a cybersecurity consulting firm. We got Luke over here in the corner. He's a business consulting intern with Pivot Business Consulting and Intern Pursuit. And we have some awesome topics tonight. We're going to try to get through the Department of Labor, which has the seven criteria for unpaid internships. Hopefully, we can get through some of those tonight. We've also got some great leaders, entrepreneurships, and some coolest innovations in our workplace. All right, so where can people find us? We have Facebook, we have for Intern Pursuit and for Pivot, we have Twitter, we have LinkedIn. So you can look for us on any of those social channels and you'll be able to find us. And you can also watch us live on Facebook and uh, listen to us live on our Valencia College station. And we love Valencia College. So thank you for letting us be here. Mix LR. <laughs> but before we start the, st the show, let's talk about our first sponsor. Starter Studio, an accelerator and co-working area located in downtown Orlando. A cool co-working space to 100-plus companies working in areas of technology and supportive businesses. A healthy startup community doesn't exist in a bubble, and Canvas is working to connect startups to a broader entrepreneurial ecosystem that will help them grow. You can find them at canvas.org. Thank you, Canvas. So we have in our employer spotlight tonight, we have Regine. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm good. And you, Andy? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so RB Advisory, what kind of consulting do you guys provide? We concentrate on providing cyber risk management on a business facets and tied it in with compliance and then helping the client on really understand where their risk um, lies. So focusing on that part. On the cybersecurity side of risking? The yes, risk analysis? The risk analysis. All right, that's a big topic. Yes, it's it is. It's very prevalent in these days. Um, so with a small business, what kind of basic tips could you provide a small business to actually you know, protect themselves in the cyber realm? There's different um, things that you can do, but really concentrate on exactly knowing who you're doing business with and who is um, what type of um, computers you have, what softwares you have in there where you go in, internet protection and software, really looking into minors um, protection against firewall and malware and things like that, that I would give them as a start on a small side, depending on, you know, their sizes to begin with. All right, so just know who you're doing business with and yes. keep everything updated. Updated, And yes. have some malware protection on there. Always good to firewall. do. Uh, and a firewall. Yes. Which <laughs> we, all, we all want that. So – Isabella was sharing with me that she sent you an article about printers yes. earlier. <laughs> uh, elaborate on that one a little bit for us. What was that article about? You can chime in too, Isabella, yeah. on this one. I wanted to make sure that I was uh, saying specifically, she's got an intern that's working with her right now that I had set up. And when I was looking at this article, I found it really amazing because I went, you know, people do not think about the printer as being a way that they can be tracked that anything can be attacking their business, let alone their home. So I had shared it with her, and it was really some interesting conversation that we had. You go ahead and you share. 
It's funny that um, when Isabella sent that to me, we were just actually looking at um, an IoT, what we call Internet of Things and Internet of Everything, Internet of Business, all of these things that we were actually doing a web, um, I was actually attending a webinar on. And we don't really pay attention to those kind of things, right? When we say Internet of Things, people automatically focus on their phone or their tablets. But this, it's all of these things surrounded around us. So for small business, as you mentioned before, we have uh, printers, right? And that to us is just to print papers and fax or scan and do all of these things. But there's an element to it, right? We use wireless. It's wireless and we don't like to, you know, have cords all over the place. So now the wireless facet of it, and it's using um, our internet to connect with our phones or with our laptops. So at that as, at that moment, you provide yourself, um, you provide a back door, open door to um, um, have an, a hacker come in or anyone else that can infiltrate into your system. And that's just an open, just open there for anyone to do it. And you're not thinking about that. So I have a question. So if somebody is actually um, coming in and they hack into my wireless printer, does that enable them to get access to my drive? Yes, because at some point what happened is that you do have a drive that you downloaded on your laptop in order to be able to communicate with that printer, right? And then that's mm -hmm. also through, um, that's providing an, an inside because they could actually through the printer, act like it's a printer communicating with your computer, and then guess what happened? They just end, and you just don't even pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. so they can actually what's called a man-in-the-middle attack. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when you go to print to your printer, you're printing to them. Mm -hmm. It may still come out on your printer because they could just relay it out there, mm -hmm. and they're just going to sit there and go, oh, look, here's a little, you know, whatever you just printed. Mm -hmm. And if you're insecure in any way, shape, or form, decide to, you know what, I should print my passwords out and store those in a safe place. Nope, that, that opened. just got hit. <laughs> and it just got hit. Yeah, and it's about frequency, right? Because remember before you used to say, well, lock down your um, Internet password because people can pass by your house and then right. hack into yep. it and then not even hack, just connect to your um, Wi-Fi without even paying attention. Now, you know, a lot of people got into trouble because people were downloading stuff that w they weren't supposed to, right? It's the same thing. People are listening to frequencies now, and that's how they can actually um, interact or intercept if you want to use a softball <laughs> football mm. word right into it and then be able to send messages back to your computer yeah that's scary stuff i think because we don't always know that somebody can uh we don't think about that i had also seen that uh coffee makers and things that are mm. anything that's wireless inside of our house is another way that if you have a keyless entry is another way for people to access us through that Internet of Things concept. Yes. So if you have a microwave that's got any type of, um, of um, Internet capabilities in there, and apparently they do that through um, timing and through some of the abilities, the manufacturers track it through the serial number so that they can see how that machine is working. So. It's really way bigger than I think that what most people. Yeah, imagine. information management in and of itself is huge, yes. and it's in and of itself it's supposed to make <laughs> our lives easier. But by making our lives easier, we also open ourselves up to and security it, risks. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yes. it's a give and take, and it really has to be managed. And I was saying, like one of the things you do is you go into a business and you tell them what they don't need, mm -hmm. because they'll go out and they'll get mm -hmm. the whatever they've got. You know, like uh, a great example is this that I see all the time. You'll have. These businesses that'll go out and they'll get, um, you know, one of the one of the Alexas or the Google Homes or now the i i Homes or whatever it is, and they'll put that in their business because it's a cool speaker and it does neat things and tells them the weather, 
And if you want to put your tinfoil hats on, it's also <laughs> listening to everything you say. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Yes. And that can be good and that can be bad. Uh, years ago when I worked for a defense contractor, we were in the alpha program for the uh, Alexa from Amazon. And so Amazon sent us an Alexa. We're a secure facility. Guess what can't be in there? Alexa. I mean, that's like we're bugging ourselves <laughs> if we put that in there. Yes. So that came home with me, and I bugged my own house. So, uh, But you just have to think about it because it's not just those obvious things. Like you said, you said printers, coffee makers. Anything that's going to report back to anybody can be hijacked. Yes. And we, you have to look into it, right? Um, we're, we're making ourselves um, the convenience part of our lives. Now security has taken a different aspect, especially now that the consumers is heavily involved into it, right? Because we in, we look for these little gadgets to make our life easier. I was boggled by the refrigerator, which, you know, <laughs> that was fun to me. But then you have your, like you mentioned before, your um, your home, your TV, your smart TV. Does anyone know that they need to upgrade and um, update or patch per se their TV every year or every at least check into yeah. the updates for that? Not everyone knows that because the manufacturer is not letting you know that, mm. and that also can provide you into put you in a security risk. So security on the consumer personal level has taken a different aspect. It's not just the lock on your door; it's really everything inside your home. So bring it back to yeah. interns. <laughs> Yeah. And security risks. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what have you learned with with working with interns now that you're working with Isabella with 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 their intern program? Yeah, I'm really going to look forward to this because I've been working with the student and then also with Regine, and it's been a a process to be able to scale both of them up in this instance. And I use the word scale loosely. It's just getting them to um, integrate quickly and be able to hand things over. So that's the goal for any employer. Um, I would say that it's, for lack of a better, it's a smooth process. It has been smooth. a smooth process. Okay. In the sense that, because it, you know, there's a lot of mechanism behind working with an intern, right? I think it's not the same as before. Oh, here's your intern. Just work with them and just, you're just doing whatever they, fetching. It's an investment, right? So, yes, when you're looking at it, now it's different because, you know, the intern is coming in, it's an investment, and it's not, the ROI is totally different than what you would get as an employee, but at times, the value that you receive, depending on what you give back, is, is you can't put a dollar amount on it. Mm. So, so far, I've been very pleased with my intern, mm-hmm. uh, very pleased with the process that um, Isabella has in place, and now, thinking about compliance, I, this compliance for interns? I don't even think that they had one when I was in school, you know, or if they did, I didn't even realize that. But, again, those are the things that have evolved since the time, right? So now there's compliance behind it. So we're not thinking about that. There's a lot of companies who are not thinking about that facet because I'm trying to give you an opportunity. What? Oh, there's a liability facet to me now? You know, those kind of balancing out. So she, um, Isabella made that very smooth. We had to stay there for two hours and, like, uh, no, well, thank you. Email me. He's <laughs> like, no, no, no. You need to come and really understand. Again, it's the first time, so that that really um, helped. And then moving mm-hmm. forward and keeping on track and following what the steps are. So, uh, yeah, I'm pleased. That's good. <laughs> it's always good to hear that part. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, you on a personal level, I want to talk about some leaders. We mm-hmm. ask this question of all of our guests. So, I'm going to ask you about three leaders, either mm-hmm. living or dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is on a global level. One is on a local level, and one is on a personal level for you. So we'll start off with the global level leader. Hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, you know, thinking about that, there's many that you can choose from. I would always uh, refer to the Obamas as a global leader, and I put both of them together. Um, Your package deal. Um, it's a package deal. Yeah. It comes as a package yeah, they do. deal, so Your you package. can't Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, because for different aspects, right? So you have a leader, a male leader, who uphold and, you know, to what he believes in and doing the right things for people. Then you have his better half, right? <laughs> <laughs> so as a female leader and, uh, you know, the eloquence, the elegance and the mannerism that um, she's able to uphold that position in place and done a lot for um, kids and women and other um, other um, communities, those are, people, those are the two that I would say for, you know, current day time leaders that I would say, you know, are, you know, very um, influential. If you study them and following what they've done, and you know, they're it's it's great for me. I, you know, that's what I'm picking right now. But then we'll talk about Warren Buffett. But that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So local level, who's your leader? Cool. Um, wow. I can't say a name because then everyone's like, "What about me?" <laughs> um, well, you know, that's okay because honestly, everybody does see leaders; yes. they mm-hmm. see them differently, yes, and yes, it's yes. totally okay because somebody might say the mayor of or of Orlando, mm-hmm. and then they might also say, "No, I see um, the head of a company that's sizable here in Orlando," so it can be different. Um, you know, I do, I go to events and um, I see a lot. Um, I would say, and not to, and I'm, I'm not being biased or anything like that. It's just being me. It's just I, I found, you know, there's a lot of women leaders in our community that we don't even see, right? Um, I have a good friend of mine, um, Avni uh, Desai. You know, I, if you meet with her, you wouldn't even, you know, you see her, she's smiling. But when she sit down and talk to her, the way her mind is, the, the, what she talks about, and you ask her something, the way she sees things is totally different. Uh, one of my other friends, which, I mean, I would say Nadine Mentor, she mean, um, you know, she, the, the, for what she does, she finds time to mentor 160 young women. Wow. And not just mentor wow. them. So I thought I was doing good. <laughs> like, okay, well, <laughs> let's add on some more. But um, mentorship, um, finding the time, not just saying, oh, there's a camp for whatever time and then keep moving. She She's daily involved in their lives and help them succeed. And the success stories that we we hear and see, and, you know, Avni's doing the same thing with, you know, a group of women um, helping. So these two right now for the community where we live in and what we're looking for and aspiring to and um, promoting with our young, with our youth nowadays are the two that I would say on a local level, national level, and they take it overseas too, that they're, they're doing very great. What uh, about on a personal level? Oh. Well. Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, um, you know, uh, I don't usually bring religion to anything that I do, but that's who I am. That's part of my life, and that's, you know, I meditate a lot on certain things that I do, and, you know, we all have a creator. We all have seen, you know, who we do. Um, so I, I highly, um, on a personal level, follow the teaching and followings and meditation of, uh, you know, uh, Jesus Christ and, you know, Father, the three, the trinities, if you look into it. But that's not, that's my personal things, and it's funny. And uh, I, was in a, I was in a meeting with someone, and, um, you know, we were just talking, and I made a comment. I said, well, I guess that's what he wants me to do, right? And he's standing, sitting, and I'm like, He's like, who's he? Mm. And he and I did not say it even loud enough for you know anyone else to. But he heard that, and he's like, 
So who's who's the he referred to? <laughs> I said, well, you know, um, you know, we started talking, and all of a sudden, and that just opened up into a whole new conversation. And he's also a spiritual person, invited to church, and then now it's just like, uh, you know, those kind of things you don't see, and people are afraid to talk about because hey, it's all about numbers. But sometimes there's a different way of um, conducting yourself and talking to people, and that opens many doors because that's who you are. You cannot hide it. No, you can't. And it's something no. that you share in common. Yes, there you go. Aside from yeah. that number, so it's a deeper level of connection. But yeah. don't very, use it. Very personal, <laughs> very intimate, and yes, so yes, yeah, I totally get it. So yeah. So um, I know that you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of curious. What has this <laughs> entrepreneurial journey been for you? Oh, it hasn't stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the journey, because you, you know what, there's ups and downs, right? Um, even if you well prepared, there's never you never well prepared for anything. You just have orders and processes in place that you can go back to. But where the direction that you go, the direction direction it takes you, you don't know, you know. And uh, but it has been a very expensive learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aside from my regular education, but that part is you cannot don't teach that in school. And um, but I've gone through it. And still, you know, at time go through it, but um, it's more aligning. Your, I've aligned myself with the right people that are influencers that I look up to that, you know, not only have been successful, but we all understand our, our goals, where we're going. And if we're fall, falling off, it's, hey, something's happening here. What's going on? We hold each other accountable. And that's one of the things in that journey that sometimes we don't, sorry, we don't find. And it's. Always, you know, there's one gentleman, he told me, like, look, if you need a mentor, if you find one, ask them to be a mentor. Ask them to be, you know, what's you going to lose? They're going to say, no, move on to the next person. So that's also part of the journey, finding someone that can lead the way, right, but also be receptive of what you're being told. So you can't stay within, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing, and then, oh, can you, be, can you help me out? Well, I am helping, but you're still not doing it. So you have to be open-minded. That has, uh, and you know, asking is a big factor, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and being open and being opening up that vulnerability part of yourself, and that's how you able to. Uh, I see that you get to the next step because if you're not if you're not vulnerable, and show that it's no, it's not being recept. You know, you're not you're not going to really benefit from anything. So it's you know still a journey. I don't think it'll ever end, but you know it's the fun part, right? You take that jump, and you never know. I since Andy, you're an entrepreneur. Regine yeah. and I, you know, we all are. And I know that our other guest, Luke, is. Who knows if Jerome's going to go that way? Also, he it looks be. like yeah. it. if he hangs, <laughs> keeps hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> but one of next the, to Andy. the things that I had noticed is when um, my eyes got really open to how many people are entrepreneurs. I look at every business very differently. When mm-hmm. I go down the street and I see. The little tiny um, family-owned restaurant, I go, there you go. They may have started out of the back of their car selling food, Mm -hmm. and now they have a brick-and-mortar building. But if you look at the giants, and let's just say Ford, 
that started as a little tiny yes. company <laughs> that came over and took over the world in automo- automotion, autom- yeah, cars, never mind. Automotive? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> thank you. <laughs> in cars. So. I like automotion, though. Yeah, automotion. Yeah, yeah, it. It's been on that long <laughs> It's coming. Day. It's coming. It's, it's coming. You're just ahead of everybody else. That's <laughs> all it is. I just made a new word. There you go. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Ac- we live in an acronym world, right? Yeah. So we do. Everyone yeah. makes up their own, so I made up my own. But, you know, one thing that... Um, part of that journey that uh, a lot of people are looking to get into you or don't know. But as you mentioned earlier, we see the giants, right? We see the all the big companies. And at times, we do not research enough. We need to research and see where these companies came from because it's not one day they've just popped up and, you know, all of a sudden journey. they're, they're yes. giants. But that's part of their journey. If we understand their journey, then we'll also be open and know, okay, well, it's not – it's not overnight sensation. It's right. It's overnight success to yes, overnight. 15 yes. years, yes. 20 years, yes. 100 years, something like that. Look at um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, yeah. No, Popeye's. Or, yeah, there you go. I'm at 60-something years old. You know, that is inspiring, right? But no one knows that. Everyone would think that he's been doing this for a long time. He kept on going and going. And look at what age he was able to amass this success. And now it's a legacy and moving mm-hmm. forward. So. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, you know, you want to stay on for the long haul. Yep. <laughs> Pretty cool. Awesome. Well, before you head out, I do want to ask you one more question here. Yes. Now that you've got interns, yes. what would be your advice to other business owners who are seeking uh, to open up an internship program within their business? I will say, um, you know, talk to Isabella. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then to you. You know, I've known Isabella for a long time, and sometimes it, it, I understand where she's coming. Is the method, the process, and it, it's a process. There's things behind it. Do not shun, you know, to go through the process. It's not complicated. It's only complicated when you said it's complicated. Um, it's really it's good, especially nowadays, to really participate and open up internship program and do it differently. Right, it's not fetch my coffee, do this and do that. Really engage with your intern, give them, you know, understand who they are first, and then be able to bring down. That's how you get the most value, and it also give back. One of the things that I was able to do sit down with my intern, and we were just having a conversation, trying to understand where he's from, where he's coming from, what his future is. It's just like, you know, what are you aspiring to do? What what do you really want to get out of this? Have you studied the industry? What is it that you're looking for? Tell me what you need. Then I will be able to help you with that. And it wasn't, well, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. It, that's automatic, right? But tell me what you need. That's the investment you're giving back because holding it is not going to take you anywhere. That's the mm-hmm. definition of wisdom, right? You know, you have the knowledge. The wisdom is actually to pass it, it on yeah. and share it because that's how you evolve and do more. But don't be afraid of it. It's actually a plus if done correctly. Don't just jump into it and do it. Call Isabella. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, really, um, the part, so, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, to me, I'm actually getting more value out of, you know, at, at the end of it because it's just, but I'm, I love doing those things, right? Giving back education, all that stuff. So. Awesome. Just do it. Well, thanks for stopping by tonight. No problem. I know you've got to, to bounce out of here. Yes. It seems like such a short time. I know. We start to get to know you and talk with you. So <laughs> we'd love to have you back on the show. Anytime. Anytime. So we'll get a little bit of an update as how your internship program is working yes. out and yes. and what uh, what further knowledge you've gleaned from it. Yes, I will do so. I and will where do can so. people find you online? 
Um, we're um, you can find social media also Facebook, LinkedIn, LinkedIn or Twitter, but we're our website is um, it's RB Advisory LLC, and we're here locally um, headquartered in Orlando, Florida. You can find us at rbadvisoryllc.com um, awesome. on the internet, and you know call us and we're here. Yep, your phone number's on your website. Yes, um, but if you need, it's four seven four zero seven seven nine six eight zero seven nine. Orlando breaded company, right? We're here to yeah. stay. Nice, I like <laughs> it. I like and, it. And like uh, be part of the you know the advancements, the economic investment. Investment. Sorry. Awesome. Well, thanks again for your time, <laughs> and we look forward to having you back on to talk more about Definitely. it. Definitely, thank you. This, right. been, this has been fun. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. And now it's time for our intern spotlight with Luke Horker. He's currently interning with Pivot Business Consulting and Intern Pursuit. How are you doing, Luke? I'm excellent. What about you? I'm doing great. Now, first question. What right. school do you attend and what is your major? So I attend the University of Central Florida, and I'm studying psychology as well as business. Okay. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go whoop, whoop, Jerome, because, <laughs> like, this is one of your, uh, you know, schoolmates. I had a lot of school spirit. first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, we did have a good football record. Oh, yeah, we yeah. all know that. <laughs> yeah. Next season, let's keep it going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Were you supposed to say national champs in there somewhere? Oh, of course. National champs, national champs. <laughs> in our hearts. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, what made you choose your major or both your majors? All right, so... It sounds crazy, but when I first came into college, I was thinking that I wanted to improve the mind and how people see the world and how they perform optimally. So at first, I thought neurology. Yet, that was a bit off the mark, since that deals with neural diseases, and what I was really looking at was positive mindset, things like that. So I merged into business consulting. So I bring this up because I say that if, let's say, you're not passionate about something, it's okay to switch majors and really put time into that. So I love business consulting because there are so many smart people out there with so many great ideas, and I just love encouraging people to pursue what they're passionate about. Right. And what, do you, what are you passionate about? Passionate about just that. So I love asking people questions. I love when people have a, a great idea that they would like to do, right? Mm -hmm. Be it anything. Be it be a great basketball player. Be it a great musician. I like to study success, what gets you there, and certain things you can do. Now, I hope to be a business consultant, so I focus this on small businesses that are really up and coming with that kind of expertise. Ooh, I know something that he's really passionate about, so I'm going to go ahead right. and interject <laughs> in here. When he and I were first talking, one of the things that he absolutely loves is doing polls, statistics, oh, yeah. and analytics. <laughs> he's wired that way, and one of the things that he brings up frequently when we meet is, okay, can we do a poll on that? Can we do a survey? Yes. I want to be able to measure the results. So he is very, very passionate about measurable results. Totally. And I'm sure many people have heard of SMART goals. I am all about that, having measurable goals. And when I tell someone that they're doing better, I don't just want to say that emotionally, put on a fake air. I want to say, here's the spreadsheet. You really are doing better. Like, here's what you did, this, this, and this, and this is why you're better than before. Exactly. All right. And when it comes to pivot and um, intern pursuit and your time interning, what do you think has been most valuable to you? So many internships are kind of like the classic stereotype where you're getting someone coffee or doing something trivial. And while that might look good on your resume, I really like to join an internship because it will help my future. So a great dynamic that I have with Isabella 
is that Isabella has asked me about my career goal, that being business consulting. So what I did with this is I would look online at, at companies such as Boston Consulting Group that would offer this job and then look at the requirements they would have so that I'm not just doing an internship to put a bullet on my resume. I'm looking at the specific job skills. And so one of the things that I do with, with Luke is I sit down and go, okay, he's looking for a certain set of skills, and I want to make sure that I am, in this case, packaging him well. I want to give him responsibilities that align with what his goals are, but definitely are in my needs also. So then it becomes a win-win for both of us. All right, and currently, totally. what do you think your goals are as an intern? Like, what do you want to learn, like, right now? All right, so... To describe that, I would first say what I did the first semester with Intern Pursuit and Pivot, and then what I'm doing currently now. So when I see myself as a business consultant, I don't want to advise someone just because I read a theory in a textbook. I want to be someone that's done a lot of different business areas and experience, and then advise on that. So I'm not just going off the intellectual route. So when my first semester, I did marketing, and I did a lot of focus on social media surveys and polls. But this second semester, looking more at what the job skills are necessary for the certain field, Isabel has customized a sort of resume that I can, a regime that I can follow. So this involves event planning, since I've never organized events, but events are important for any big business if they want to do outreach. And this also involves automation. So not automotion, but... <laughs> <laughs> my, new word, back, yeah. my new word, my new word, yeah. I'm going to make that a new hashtag, though, automotion. <laughs> With automation, something really neat. So it's a little bit of a fancy word that might, not everyone might know, but what it means is that you're automating processes, meaning that for big businesses, especially businesses that are teaching a product or doing training for employees, if every supervisor needs to go through every step with each employee in person, that takes a lot of time. Yet today, with our technology, we can make training videos. And it's this kind of act of duplicating yourself to impact more people is what I've been having a blast getting involved with. That's a lot of aspects right there. We're talking about digital video editing. We're talking about the speaking itself. But that's been something I've been really interested in lately. And then when it comes to your second um, term then? Oh, yes. So I didn't um, maybe make the divide. So the first semester was a bit more broad. I was really looking at many aspects of business, whether that be um, the marketing, whether that be uh, recruitment, whether that be hiring. But I've focused in more the second semester. Since when I first came into Intern Pursuit, mm -hmm. I said that I was interested in business and learning all of its aspects. But now the second semester, I've zoned in a bit more into event planning and automation. And then my third semester at Isabella, who knows what else I'll learn. Yeah, <laughs> He's going away for the summer, so he'd have to come back in the fall. And Correct. I want to make sure that... He's had, by the time he finishes this uh, second term, that he has a, a solid set of skills that will set him up for success. Um, interesting, we had a visit today from Lake Howell. No, I'm sorry, not Lake Howell. Um, yeah, thank you. Yes. Lake Highland Preparatory School. And these were high school students that came in today. I told you guys, it's been a long day for me. Um, and <laughs> oh, it's going to yeah. be a long day tomorrow, too. But um, they came in, and they were here to learn about social media. And they're going to be helping to take Interim Pursuit and push content out with the purpose of being able to pull results in. 
Now, he was one of the facilitators, so he got to participate in that workshop. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll talk about that. And then when he was talking about event planning, we're, I'm on the TEDx Orlando leadership team, so we're looking at doing an event centered around education, and he has some interest in participating in that event. It could be another one that's a fundraising event. We haven't secured any of the sites. Uh, he had asked me if it was okay to bring these up, but, you know, I said, well, not until we actually have secured the sites. We don't have sites and dates yet, but they're coming. So these are going to be some of the activities that he would get to participate in. But go ahead. So Keep just talking. one little fun thing to mention. So a little kind of pie chart that some studies have shown is that when you're learning anything, right, like let's say think of school, a subject matter, algebra, who knows, if you first hear it, you might know maybe 10% of it. If you write it down, maybe 20%. These are abstract numbers. However, if you can teach a subject, that really means that you know it. So what I did today, teaching a class on how to use marketing, how to use different tools to analyze headlines, look at different hashtags, this is something I would not have known how to do a semester ago. Yet with Intern Pursuit and Pivot, I've been able to learn different skills and really stretch my comfort zone into areas I wasn't previously comfortable with. All right, and when it comes to all these skills that you've um, learned and accumulated, sure. um, like where would you like it to take you? Like, what is your dream job? Okay, so I would like to be a business consultant for any large external consulting company, whether that be Boston Consulting Group, McKinsey and Company. There's a lot of them. However, I do know that it takes about ten years in most professions to be um, what they what they call an expert in it. Yet, it's now in this college time that I really want to put a little bit of preparation into it so that when I do jump into consulting, I'm not completely inexperienced. So there's a lot to do with consulting. It's a really broad field, but I'm just learning now and learning as much as I can. Oh, I understand that. As an intern as well for Pivot, I feel like everything, like everything that you can learn, just try to nail it like the oh, first yeah. time. Like a then, sponge, yeah, right? Yeah, just soak it, soak it yeah, in. Soak it in. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right. And what piece of wisdom would you pass on to others seeking internships? Okay, so that's a great question. So today, you'll notice that there are a lot of online sites such as uh, UCF Jobs and things like that to apply for jobs. However, I've noticed that for any company that you go to, being in person really does make a big difference. So I know this is the age of technology, but every now and then going to network I found is, is awesome. So just if I were to just say networking, that might not mean a lot since there's a lot of different things you can do with that. So what I recommend is this. For any kind of profession that you're interested in, there's usually a student club, yet there might be another second jump, as they call in Mario, maybe, <laughs> that, you can, that you can reach. And to do that, um, so for consulting I'll take, for example, I looked up online on Google in this local area of Orlando for not just a student club, but a professional group that dealt with, um, with this consulting. And I found some group called Good Network, or Greater Orlando Organizational Development Network. And with this group, it was mainly comprised of professionals, yet they would do general body meetings, they would do educational kind of seminars where I could learn a lot. And if any student joins a professional network, generally, it shows a lot of initiative since you're really stepping out of your comfort zone to learn and really get started in a company that most people don't join until they're professionals. Now, one thing I will say is that when you're here, 
you know, if you just sit in a chair, you may not make those connections. Mm -hmm. So having a little elevator pitch is, is always awesome. That being just a speech about yourself in 60 seconds or less, it doesn't have to be flashy. Your name, your major, maybe you being interested in an internship, and you can also share a fun fact, such as, I speak Polish. <laughs> For real? I did not know that. Okay, now this is another <laughs> cool thing. He, he shares other things, um, like he enjoys hip-hop dancing. I do. Yeah. yeah. And so these fun little facts come out, and I went, oh, all right, he speaks Polish. Did yeah. not know that. Another fun fact. Whatever you can do to make yourself a little bit more memorable when you're meeting potential employers, it goes a long way. All right, and then when it comes back to networking and um meeting those people in person. Sure. How did you, um, could you tell me about your um, experience when you met Isabella? Of like course. how that came about? Okay, so when I went around in Good Network, I was talking to people and really figuring out where people were um, specialized in. So first I spoke to a hotel group that was in the HR side more so. However, um, I really wanted to find an internship that had the flexible creativity to really help me in my business consulting goal. So that's, why Isabella stood out. There were many employers that I spoke to. However, the jobs that they said were a bit, bit basic, mm -hmm. meaning uh, maybe doing paperwork, um, maybe just making cold calls. And while these skills by themselves may be important, such as cold calls in sales or paperwork and organization, Isabella provided an opportunity that was a kind of choose your own adventure opportunity. So it's that kind of dynamic that I rarely see unless you're in a small business where you're working with other creative individuals. So this is a this is a really unique opportunity and I seized on it and I'm really glad I did. Yeah, I feel the same way when I even interning here, when you called me, like I met you at um, my um, networking event at my school. Right. And I, it was a career day at UCF, yeah. yeah. And we talked for a good, I believe like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, love the radio voice yeah. too. That was that was key there. And that's before, oh, you, yeah. Yeah, that's before you even told me the radio show was a thing. You're and right. And she called yeah. me like a month later telling me that she was gonna start a show like around like the first of the next year. Yeah. It's like if she wanted me on board, I talked to her again that week and now I'm here. Yeah. So it's like, I always, like you said, like talking to people in person, I feel like that's what makes you memorable. It's not just Definitely. sending that resume and hope they talk to you back, like look you up on Facebook. Yeah. Because no one knows who you are. But yes. talking to them in person, like I did for, with you for like 30 minutes, mm -hmm. you got to know who I was and I got to know who you were. And I'm happy I'm here. Yep. Really and cool. I know that your aunt is one of your biggest fans. Oh, oh yeah. my you goodness. Facebook. On Facebook, she goes and likes it every day. I love you. <laughs> and she shares it. We love your aunt. So I'm giving oh. her a special shout out. Just Thanks, so Aunt Darlene. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that will happen on your side of the table too with your own family. Like the, oh, my son, he's a star. Oh yes, yeah. It's good to have supportive parents. Yep. And now let's roll it back to a few of the questions that we asked you earlier. Okay. Three leaders, living or dead, on a global level, local level, and personal level that you find extraordinary. Great question. So starting off with the global level, I would say Elon Musk. So Elon Musk uh, is really innovative. He's made a lot of um evolutions just of technology lately, launching a car to the moon, that's, that's crazy. However, I like to scale it back a little bit to the past, and if anyone reads about his biography or autobiography, you'll find out that he was an avid reader. So let's say you aspire for greatness in, let's say, engineering or any other field. If you just rely on what the school system will teach you, you're only relying on the credibility of that institution. And they have to tailor it to a lot of individuals. So there's only so much they can teach you in a limited amount of time. Elon Musk taught me the importance of taking that extra step to read and to read outside of school about what you love 
and just enjoy the adventure that you can get into. So it's by doing that that I read about public speaking, I read about marketing, and just things that I wouldn't have learned inside school so far. Aren't you in Toastmasters? I'm not in Toastmasters, but I am in a similar club. I'm in the Society of Sales Engineers. I'm not an engineer, yet this club has kind of spontaneous public speaking sessions where people ask you the craziest questions for three minutes and then give you feedback for two minutes. So it's similar to Toastmasters. Yeah. I know that he he really commands the actual uh, ability of the audience to Thank really you. listen to him. And um, he's very animated, so there's this uh, stage presence that he has. And again, that makes it so it's very engaging. And just as uh, there's usually no such thing as an overnight success, people wouldn't believe it. But when I was young, until I was about five, I had a serious stutter. So it's by taking time and really working on what you care about that you can achieve above averageness. <laughs> so he talked about the global leader, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now to the local. All right. So for the local, I would give a shout out to a business professor of mine. His name is Dean Clavenger. So when it comes to being a manager, a lot of people think that it's important to be professional. Now, professional can't have a negative connotation. And with that connotation, it can mean being a little bit impersonal meaning only focusing on the goal and on the output of your, uh, of your team members. So while I love to be mathematical, Dean Clavenger brought the importance of the human factor into the equation, where let's say you do have a team, right? Rather than just assigning roles to someone, sometimes it's important to get to know what do people truly care about. And once you do achieve a project, perhaps celebrating and just really cherishing the people, getting to know them that you work with. Because sometimes there's a little bit of a theory, I won't get too much into it, but there's a theory in business called the two-factor theory. So there's one side called the hygiene factors. So this regards to what a company usually provides, that being salary, that being the tools to achieve your job. And if you have all these, you will be not satisfied, right? Or not dissatisfied, <laughs> let, me, let me catch that. However, what many companies fail to provide is more of the human factor, which is known as motivation factors. So this is where a company goes above and beyond, where they really do care about your growth. Perhaps they'll give you feedback. Perhaps it can be something as small as your manager remembering that you like the medieval ages. So after a cool project, he'll buy a $1 little, um, little horse for you. So that, that sounds silly, but taking the time to get to know the people you work with and really caring about them can mathematically produce output and just increase increase the relationship that you have with your workers. All right. So personal. Yes. All right. So last with personal. So I have a mentor of mine. His name is Alan Hunter. He's one of the most intellectual, well-read people that I've ever met. Yet the most important thing that he's taught me is the importance of developing your own values and having a strong moral compass. And that's solid. I mean, that's what we all should should have, right? Strong moral compass. That's a good thing to have. Yeah. Thank you. And one last bit of uh, one last question. So I know you're an entrepreneur yourself. So do you want to share like one of your entrepreneurial stories real quick? Okay. So a lot of my friends are into the entrepreneurial scene. There is a lot of um, pro entrepreneurship uh, social media posting, and we had a Monday night entrepreneurial kind of get together. So during these meetings, we learned a lot about time management, the importance of having the courage to start your own business, 
and there were already many entrepreneurs in the room. However, I love finding local talent in the Orlando community and then partnering with them to just help them achieve the greatness that they can. So I met a friend of mine. His name was Noah Canada Woodstock. He loved to make vegan food. He's been doing it since he was a little kid. And the guy's phenomenal. Um, he's served as vegan food to many meatarians, such as myself, and love it. And what I saw with him is the potential need in the society for good vegan food and catering and meal plans and such that he could provide. However, on my end, I was the guy that before I met him would eat Hot Pockets, would eat Pop-Tarts. Totally not a chef. Yet we were able to find a dynamic duo between us where we actually start our own business. He's an amazing chef, yet it's the other skills such as being a manager of people, be it financial accounting, be it marketing, that I was able to contribute to the table so that both of our efforts would just sync up with each other and we could help each other out. So I love that, and that's one other thing I've learned with Intern Pursuit and Pivot, that when you get to know someone, never judge them by a first impression. People have layers, and you can often find people have some awesome skills that you can get to find out about. Mm. Right, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being part of our intern spotlight. Thank you. Right. Luke thank you, Luke. Those were really kind words. I appreciate that. This is my first radio show, and it's been a blast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Before we end the show, let's talk about our second sponsor, BMDM Marketing Agency. BMDM is a direct marketing agency focused on helping companies reach individuals through online and offline means. Their newest product enables them to send postcards or letters to the homes of anonymous website visitors within 24 hours of their visit using patented IP matching technology and our in-house on-demand printing. Thank you, BMDM Marketing Agency. All right. So um, this one is where we are thanking Valencia College again. Thank you very much for letting us be here. Thank you, Q. He's the, um, I want to give him the wrong title. Your station but he's manager. Station there manager. Notice I did not give him that promotion <laughs> this time. So thank you, Q, for always being here to help us make sure our show goes on time and just keeping all of this in check. And then I want to thank, of course, Andy and Jerron and also my guests for being here and also all of our listeners. So we would love it if you would share our program out there. We want to see if we can make this go viral. We cannot do this without you. So thank you. All right, but do our guests have any shout-outs before we end the show? Shout out to uh, Pivot Consulting and Intern Pursuit. Oh, but we we also we have a special guest that's uh, oh, yeah. kind of quiet and oh, he's been oh, fantastically yes. quiet. Yeah, fantastically quiet, and he's a little known secret. So, Can we adopt him as our show mascot? I mean, come on, I think we should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, so, Eli, come on out. Welcome. Come on out. Come say hi. Say hi. Hi. What's up, Eli? So, you want to tell our listeners who Eli is? Eli is my son. um, Well, the real CEO of the company. So, that's what I call him. But, um, a CEO in the making. uh, So, he. He comes with me wherever, wherever I go, so most of the time that he actually always tells me what I'm doing good and what I'm doing bad. Perfect. So if it's, I need... Could, it's that true honesty, true right? True honesty. Like, <laughs> That's quick. Nice work. Thank you, Eli. So oh, thank you for being quiet All right. and participating. Yeah, he's been fantastic. It's been <laughs> so, great. 
And I'd like to do a shout out to my sister, Catherine Herger. She's in the high school senior phase, about to go to college. But I know she's destined for greatness. Awesome. Awesome. Is she going to follow in your footsteps? Does she have other aspirations in her business career? or She'll be going to a different university, a far different path. But I know she has those principles of hard work and other things that will just make her successful. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Isabella, any shout-outs for you? Oh, well, I gave my shout-outs. Okay. I also want to give a special shout-out to my game team, my software team. There we go. My senior developer, he's in Argentina. To, um, you know, to name them all it would take so much time. So you know what? In this week's post, I'm going to put them all in there and wow. make sure I name them all in there. So I have a, a social content specialist. She's in Alabama, and I cannot do any of this without all of those people, and including the two people sitting across from me. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I say all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. That's as well. We are going to go ahead and wrap up on Out of Here. So, do want to thank everybody for listening uh, to the Intern Pursuit Radio Show. We're here every Wednesday night. Look forward to hearing you guys here on Facebook Live and on MixLR uh, slash Valencia Community College once that is back up and running for us. So, until next week, this has been Andy. This has been Jerron. This is Isabella. This has been Luke. This is Regine. And you've been you. Thanks, everybody. Take care. We'll see you next week.